Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. We also tape our recaps live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Earlier today, we had our uh, celebratory Frendo Fest 2. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see, you can see, there you go, cheers. You can see the bar below. We made it to fourteen thousand and ten dollars. We made it to over fourteen thousand for our Black Lives Matter uh, benefit for the bail project. Thanks to all the friendos out there. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely amazing. Um, the and, generosity, of the friendos. Thank you so much. And just a huge thanks for everybody for who Matt chatted in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, boy, uh, can you believe it? The H title remains. The digital H title remains with uh rawgate mutant rawgate mutant really is a power of everything it's really the culmination of everything we've ever done yeah in our uh video game wrestling efforts it's crazy uh, he is the perfect amalgam not only of a bunch of various wrestlers who he's absorbed yeah um but he uh also is, is kind of the 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 perfect mix of of top-notch mecha santa and so many others um i don't know who's ever going to beat him I don't know. I mean, this is a whole it's it's brand new territory we're in. I thought that Top Notch had a decent chance there in the end. Rawgate Mutant just with with I mean, seemingly he just pulled this out of his back pocket. Rawgate Radiation and we saw what happened to Top Notch, one of the most powered beings on the planet in the it universe. Wasn't wasn't and he's pretty. just glitching all over the place. It was bad. It was bad. Pretty ugly. Pretty ugly affair. Yeah, it was real bad. It was real bad. Rawgate Mutant continues on. You can check that out at Friendo Fest, uh, uh, which is available. Uh, it'll be available tomorrow morning, I guess. I'll just put it up tomorrow morning. It's it's already on our YouTube channel uh, cool. via the Twitch the export thing. So, like, the first eight minutes, uh, you know, fast forward or whatever you call it. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. It's a lot of fun. It's like three hours long, so just pop it in when you're cleaning the kitchen yeah. or whatever. There Anyways, uh, so, yeah, there's that. I want to give a shout out to some new patrons. Of course, today we didn't have a Friendo Club TV because we did uh, uh, Friendo Fest. That was a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But you can get access to Friendo Club TV uh, three ways by becoming 
a new patron at $5 or more a month. Uh, YouTube channel member, it's $5 a month. Or by giving us a Twitch sub, uh, which uh, very, there's a varying degrees of how much that is. But even mm-hmm. one of them free Prime Twitch subs, if you, you have Amazon you Prime, content, if you have Amazon Prime, boom, you've got Friendo Club TV. And you can participate Thursdays. Larson does his music stream, and I do Amazon Prime Unsolved Mysteries watch along. However, right there will not be a music stream this week. That being said, I will get the three previous streams. Uh, I got a little editing to do. SoundCloud time. SoundCloud. Old water. Maybe. I like Maybe. it. Maybe. I like it. That's good. Maybe. A lot of layers there. Check sure. out some of these awesome new patron names that we have. Frank Penguin. It's a great name. It's a fantastic name. Skylar Morgan. That sounds like a superhero secret identity. Sorry, my knight has a bad name suggestion. Snake River. Even better. That's good. That's great. There's some great names. Uh, Nate Presley Jr., Billy, Sean O'Callaghan, all from over the weekend. Thanks very much for your support. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We'll be back with our normal schedule of Friendo Club TV starting tomorrow, but Friendo Fest was uh, a bit of a... It it was was weighing heavy on us, man. We wanted to do good. We wanted to do some good, and I think we did some good. Raw was good. Good Raw. For the bits that I wasn't sleeping during. Yeah, I was going to say, with what you saw. Okay, so, full disclosure. Steve is a human. Prick me, do I not bleed? Bore me, do I not sleep? Uh, <laughs> you were just saying how good Raw was. You saying, bore me, do I not sleep? It was. No, it was good. Raw was good. Yeah, I wasn't. So, here's the thing. Uh, I really enjoyed the opening segment. Then we get to uh, the interview with Rey Mysterio. He says, like, Seth comes in, he checks Byron Sachs and makes him leave, even though, like, we've seen four-man booths plenty of, booths, plenty Power of times. Power play, man. I know. So he sits down. He says, Ray, I'm happy to see you. Ray says, listen here, you son of a bitch. And then we go to commercial. We go to commercial on listen here, you son of a bitch. Nobody goes to commercial then. Movies don't cut away to another scene when somebody says, listen here, you son Hold of a on. bitch. Hold on, that's what they call in television parlance a tease. Oh, you my see goodness. Ray so angry, he's so fired up, he calls Seth an SOB, and you're oh, there's more, and they pull you away. So you're sitting through that whole commercial break. Man, what else is he going to say? Except for Steve, he falls asleep. You know, confession time for me, too. <laughs> oh, no. Where I at least words? watched every second of the show like super quick um <laughs> i have a uh, 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 family over yeah. um so i had to cook dinner i had to do other i had other responsibilities so i watched the entire show just parts of it uh i watched really quickly oh did you do the fast forward button yeah well kind of okay all right like uh, i skipped around some matches <laughs> okay all right i wow. mean i watched the finish i made sure Fraud. i got the story beats the major story beats. It was only like one or two matches. That's it. We're just a fraud. We're I made I made a great fraud. Dude, I made a great tri-tip tonight, man. Oh, it was wow. perfect. That it was, was, it was nice and well on the ends. People who want well done meat. Middle, perfect medium. Um it was tender, juicy, so I woke up, succulent. I woke up halfway through the peep show. <laughs> so I missed like a match. And you then, missed like 15 minutes because that match was short. Oh, it looked like it from your notes. It was short. And I woke up and Christian and Edge were talking about his mom and sitting around. And I was just like, man, 
when is this going to end? Like, God, they're still just going on about the greatest wrestling. Hey, I got, there's a spoiler alert for you. The greatest match this week, this of the next seven days, isn't even going to be on Sunday. It's going to be on Friday when AJ Styles takes on uh, 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 Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. And yeah, if it's yeah. not that, it's going to be Keith Lee versus John Gargano from. Well, Sa- actually, oh, that is this Friday. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It is this Friday that uh, Daniel Bryan and. and yeah, it's uh, this Friday. Two days before Backlash, we're going to get oh. the best match probably of the month. Why didn't they have that match on Backlash? I know. I I wonder if it's because they didn't want that because they okay they're like okay let's the greatest match ever or whatever they call it because that that match is gonna be good that match is gonna be good yeah um speaking of really good matches there were really good matches tonight um the main event was I thought fantastic until that end and it's like I get it I understand the end I understand that they couldn't have a a clean finish because it's Charlotte you can't do that I guess. Well, also, I think they're setting up for Oscar to have that win over Charlotte. I mean, it's plainly obvious that Creative is looking way past this Oscar Nia Jax program at Backlash yeah. to Charlotte versus Oscar SummerSlam, where Oscar finally beats Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really telegraphing all that. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to remind people, which they did several times on commentary, that Oscar has never beaten Charlotte. Uh, the, the 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 downside of that is that Oscar's got to take another L at the hands of Charlotte tonight. Granted, interference so it protects Oscar to an extent. Um, so, but I mean, if 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 the the deal is uh, we get kind of a, a bogus finish for this match, and Oscar has to take an L for Oscar to get a win on a major platform, a major stage at SummerSlam, potentially at least. Um, I'll I, I I'll take that deal. I'll I take just that deal. in general. Uh, like, look, I, I, you know, we've seen plenty of wonk finishes. You have two people who need to be protected. You have a yeah. wonk finish uh, uh, involving, but it's just, it was like 60 seconds left in the show. Nia Jax, who had not been seen the entire time. And in fact, I like halfway during this match, I was like, man, are they going to do this match again at Backlash? Oh, wait, no, Asuka has a match. Who is she fighting? Oh, that's right, Nia Jax. Um, I get it. It's just, I think my main thing about wonk finishes is... When you have a match that was as good as the main event tonight, then you just feel robbed. You just feel robbed. I think that's the idea. You have a really good match. They gave a ton of time. It was about a half hour they gave it this match. And you want a clear, decisive winner. You want a satisfying finish. And I think in the company's mind, you have Nia run out there, do a run-in, don't give fans that finish. And I wonder if in their mind, that puts heat on Nia. Well, we're savvy enough to know the creative process and how that works. So, no, the heat goes on WB for not giving us a satisfying finish, not on Nia. We know Nia was told, hey, run down there and do that. Yeah. She didn't do that of her own volition. Yeah. There were a... <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I don't know, man. I just... I Look, I, I think that you can have a wonk finish. You can have the heat on Nia. You can protect everybody. And just do it in a more clever way, you well, know, escalate too. things somehow. I don't know. Like, remember the great, uh, uh, I don't even know. I don't remember what this, how the segment started out. 
the uh, the cop car bit from uh, the the Mania one at yeah. thirty five. Yeah, the go it was home. all in the ring. They were all arguing with each other and they started brawling. Was it just like a talking segment that turned into mm-hmm. brawling? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God all the dang cops it! Came that, out to break him up and they just kept on fighting. Yeah, that was so good. I don't expect the same thing here. It's just it's it's look. I'm I'm fine with wonk finishes. The match was really long and it mm-hmm. was really good. And mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's not often that you get a really long, really good match, and then with like a wonk finish in the last sixty seconds. You know, I, I, I feel like within the last three weeks, the same exact thing is uh, happened on Raw or SmackDown. Have we gotten really that match. just recently? Okay, recently, maybe you're right. Yeah, I maybe feel like right. that's a relatively common occurrence. Mm-hmm. On Raw or SmackDown, pay per view is something else entirely. Well, and, and, in, you this, know what? in this there case, was days. There were day, there were there was a day many moons ago where. A finish like that would have been an acceptable finish on the pay-per-view, in the main event of pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. by and large, those days are gone. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm telling so, you, I gotta. I, I want to get you that Nitro book. Because, I have that Nitro book. I just need to read it. Oh man, you get it's it's so difficult to put down. They they would they talked about especially in like they, they when they start talking about WCW in 2000 when Russo was booking, like the statistics on the number of wonk finishes. Oh yeah is just just insane in WCW just absolutely insane um also the 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 main event finish tonight uh was odd did they screw that up cuz Oscar looked like she kicked out did you notice yeah, that like she, yeah i noticed that too they do uh, someone here in chat mentions they didn't do a replay at all they didn't they did they did a replay of the two count and as he did this as he went up for a third one, you see Oscar start to kick out, and then they cut the replay. Yeah, because uh, I was I was I was keenly watching that part. Um, yeah, which Maybe they is were trying just, to do a, a Hogan Warrior situation where I thought that's what they were gonna do. Warrior I beat thought. Hogan. Hogan kicked at like three point zero 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 one. But otherwise, man, I love the uh, I, I loved the uh, the Kevin Owens stuff. Well, let's just let's just dive into it. We'll just get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's and, get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, show kicked off with Oscar. They kind of uh, insinuated that her match against Charlotte was supposed to kick off the show. Uh, once she hits the ring, she's interrupted, or the whole segment's interrupted by Sasha and Bailey. They come down the ring. They tell Oscar that she should be grateful that they are there, for she is in the presence of not only the tag champions but also the SmackDown Women's Champ. Uh, and Oscar yells at them to get out of her ring. And Bailey says, "Normally, yes, this would be a ring, but since her and Sasha are tag champs, they can go to any brand they want." And then Sasha tells her to back up, shut up. This brings Charlotte out. Um, she tells Sasha and Bailey to get their victory lap in before someone swoops in and take those titles off them. Mm-hmm. Says, enjoy the spotlight, but make it quick because her and Oscar are going to have a match, and that's what the people want to see. Yep. Next, Iconics. They come to the ring. Um, she, Billy calls Charlotte, uh, the, says to Charlotte, you're not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, and they say, that they'll be in the match people want to see most at Backlash, and that's the women's tag title triple threat. So the champion Sasha Bailey versus Iconics versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Asuka then proceeds to yell at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlotte uh, lectures Sasha Bailey, saying, I don't need a title to be relevant, and hey, you're still garbage. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I love so that because Asuka was in the background out of focus, and she was laughing at that line. That was good. <laughs> Uh, so they attack Charlotte. The Iconics go after Oscar, uh, and then eventually we get a, sh- a stare off between Sasha and Bailey. The Iconics, Charlotte and Oscar, uh, lay them out. Guess what we're getting? We're getting a, ta- a, th- a, a six-man tag match. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, so like you said before, we had uh, a six-man, six-woman tag match, Iconic, Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte and Asuka all together. Um, and uh, this is a fun enough match, although it was weird. When Asuka finally came in, because like part of the story was like Charlotte was not tagging Asuka and she was just sort of dominating yeah. everything herself. Um, uh, once Asuka came in, the the match really picked up the pace. I don't know if you noticed that, but like you know, it, it, there was one bit, and it was a Billy K Bailey bit where it looked like they had to edit around maybe something that was sloppy. I don't know. Hmm. But the chemistry just seemed off. And then as soon as this is why Oscar's the best. Oscar comes the, in the absolute best. That pace picked up. All of a sudden she was just like, you know, double speed. Man, mm-hmm. she's the best. Um yeah, Oscar is the best. Yeah, she is the best. She uh, is the best. So anyways. So you mentioned the uh the 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 tension between Charlotte and Oscar that played into the finish. So at one point the iconics they take out Sasha and Bailey. So they're just like hanging out ringside, not being involved in the match, really. Uh, Charlotte tags herself in, uh, and it was kind of like uh, anything you could do, I could do better almost. So Charlotte mm-hmm. dumps uh, Billy Kay with a suplex, hits her with the boot. Asuka tags herself in, lays in some kicks on Billy Kay. Charlotte tags herself in, and then they start arguing back and forth. Charlotte hits a boot on Billy, goes up for a moonsault. Asuka tags herself in. Puts Billy in the Oscar lock, all while Charlotte's still on the top rope, staring down like a disbelief that Oscar had the uh, had had the gall to do such a thing. Mm-hmm. So Billy's tapping, um, Iconics leave, Oscar's celebrating a bit, and then uh, Charlotte jumps off the second rope, lays out Oscar, and then picks up the women's title, holds it up. Like I said, just looking right past the the Nia Jax match, um, looking right past it. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was anything from WWE about. They're gonna if if Charlotte's gonna be added to that match as a triple threat at Backlash. Boogie, oh, at Backlash? Boogie. Yeah. No, no. I think that's all. They're all setting up for uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte was on Takeover, but Charlotte's on everything these days, man. I know. She really is. Anyways, um, after that, what uh, you, this, this whole one. this whole thing? I mean, this whole thing with Charlotte. There, she's sort of like. I don't know if uh, if if this is a Brock thing or, or or more analogous to a Roman thing with her being everywhere, shrugging off. She is like super overbooked, like really strongly booked. I'll put it that way. 
Well, she's kind of an amalgam of, of Brock and Roman, if you will. Where what you is get... this leading to? What do you think this is like for a pur- a distinct purpose that's leading to well, something? Well, Triple H is to be believed, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. I just don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know either. Something to think about. I don't anyways. Know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, this about when you fell asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah. So, uh, Rhea's interview. <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out, replaces Byron at commentary. Uh, Ray is asked, you know, hey, when are you going to be cleared? And Ray says, I still don't know. Prognosis looks good, however. Prognosis but... negative. <laughs> um, thank you for the Seinfeld reference. Sorry. <laughs> um, but any further injury or infection to that eye would be bad. Oh, negative. Um, and so he offers Seth the warning. He says, you, I'm not going to wait till the end of the match to hit you with the 619, Seth. I got one with the Monday Night Messiah's name on it, and I'm going to do it right away. I'm mm. going to kick your ass. Oh, wow. And Seth interrupts, tells Ray he had a chance to walk walk away gracefully after his greatest moment in WB after sacrificing himself. But he continues to spread misinformation. Seth says he is peaceful. He gave Ray a chance to walk away a legend. He wants to give him one more chance, so he invites Ray and Dominic to Raw next week. He hopes that Ray and Dominic come in peace so he can show them that, that his sacrifice was made for the greater good. Ray's like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not even clear. There's no reason you're inviting me because you know I won't be there because I can't. Mm. And Seth tries to explain further, and then Alistair Black leaps over the announce table and attacks Seth. I did somebody, one of the friendos posted a still. Was it a white brownie? I forget who posted a still. Said, hey, I found your thumbnail for tonight. And it was a oh, still was good. of that. And that made me laugh. Um, uh, who is this? Yeah, white brownie, Nick. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Yeah, it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, it was pretty right. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> As he comes into frame horizontal, you know. Okay, so while we while we continue on, well, while you continue on because of this, Mister Sinister says something here in the Twitch chat. He says, "From the sounds of Raw talk, it looks like Shayna might be going for the twenty four seven title." If you can please explain what you mean in specifics in the chat, and we'll get back to that. Oh, here we go. Uh, the interview asked Truth what he would do if she was to go after his belt. And he made fun of her. Oh, God. Dude. She went from man. From probably in in a uh, non-pandemic. If the the pandemic wasn't going on, she probably would have won at WrestleMania. Wow. Goodness gracious. All right. So uh, you said this match was short. It was very short. Uh, I mean, there was like a few moves and then finish. So uh, Buddy goes up top. It was a weird finish, too. So Buddy goes up top, and then Alistair hits him with like a step-up knee. Okay. And then covers him for the win. It wasn't even a black mass. That's weird. It was a weird finish. Anyways, uh, Seth cu- uh, Ray's music hits. Seth comes down to the stage. He's got one of Ray's masks on. I guess that's enough to distract uh, Alistair and uh, Humberto. Uh, and then Buddy and Austin Theory beat him up, and then it ends with uh, Seth Stomp and Alistair Black. Damn. Did you notice tonight that the mm-hmm. crowd was way more mic'd up? Like you could hear individual people shout stuff out? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice this was, there was a sequence coming out of commercial break. I don't want to like just zoom ahead. But the, uh, the uh, uh, Lashley... Uh, War Raider stuff coming out of commercial, the editing was absolutely insane. 
It was oh, literally as if somebody was just every with every second, literally every second for a minute. Cut, 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 too cut. Much. I was like, dude, I'm starting to get sick right now. I was looking and I was like, is there something wrong with my with with the broadcast? Like, what is happening right now? And it's I didn't much. really notice it in the other matches. Yeah. And then when they cut to Lana on the on TV, like, and they go back to them, it sort of stopped. But coming at a commercial, it was like, eh, 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 eh. that's really weird. Boy, just I guess I've gotten used to it. Let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, next, we had a Randy Orton interview, and he's asked, Randy, how are you going to prepare for the, the greatest match of all time? A match that has such high expectations. And so he's asking Charlie, uh, hey, is Edge going to be the only guest on the Peep Show? Charlie says yes. And he asks, hmm. He says, hmm. Um, if that's you know, next, right? She says yes. And he goes, hmm, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, there could be two guests on the Peep Show tonight. And then walks out. wonder if he met himself. After that was the peep show with Edge. I woke up during this and I was like, God damn, I got to review this in like two hours. I need to wake yeah. up. It was such good sleep for those like 15 minutes. So it was great. Yeah, imagine. A nap sounds good to me. <laughs> so, um, so, so anyways, is, yeah, how did this start? This is, they, they, they didn't like ramp into this whatsoever. They just had a uh, Christian uh, outwardly hostile towards Edge making a comeback. Okay. Like, for, he was like, hey, I was excited for your return, Edge, but now I think you're running on fumes. That happened within the first two sentences. <laughs> and he proceeds to get on Edge about how he sucks. He shouldn't have come back. You're not the same, Edge. Even at your peak, you couldn't have the greatest match ever. Um, <laughs> he is the internet. You're lying to yourself. He's the internet. <laughs> I know. You're lying to yourself. And then Edge says, pump the brakes. And he says, well, imagine you're my situation. Haven't wrestled in nine and a half years. And then they put, like, a regular standard wrestling match in nine and a half years. They put you in a match called the greatest match of all time. It's like being dumped at the base of Everest and told to climb it solo. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hey, this is like when we used to have tag matches. And before we went out there, I used to talk to you, Christian, and give you confidence um, so so you don't get scared out there for tag matches. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw that part. I saw that line right there. And he said, don't be shocked. I have some self-doubt. And Christian's like, I'm just hearing excuses. Uh, I don't. If you don't think you can keep it with Orton, just go home now. And then he sees, I guess, Edge's demeanor changes, and Christian's like, "Ah, that's it. That's what I want to see. That fire in your eyes. It's like this whole thing was just a, a means to motivate Edge, essentially." He said, "You have the anti venom." <laughs> yeah, he did. He says, you have the anti venom. He says, "We have confidence in you." Mm-hmm. So I guess he was just trying to hype him up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. do that backstage. Don't, you're embarrassing your friend publicly. That's pretty much what you're doing. Oh, no, you got to do it that way. You got to look, man. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have this match in private. They're going to have this match in front of dozens nah, of man, people. There's, some, there's, convers- there's certain conversations you got to have in private. You can't, you can't like, embarrass your best friend public like that. That's not cool. This is great. Yeah, Sorry, hold just on. Just to fire him up. And speaking of the crowd, Night by Night here in chat says, the problem with the crowd to me is that they don't react like a wrestling crowd would. They react like you're mostly supportive friends who showed up to your concert but literally couldn't care less about your music. Oh, that's true. Anyway, I wish they wouldn't make them wear a, a T-shirt from WB Shop. Yeah, I know. Like, everybody's got a wrestler T-shirt on. Yeah. Although, I to be really fair, I mean, you know, they could, like, half of them can wear Because that's how, like, a WWE show is. Like, half the people have. I know. Half of them have the WWE shirts. A quarter have just whatever. And the other quarter have AEW or New Japan shirts. Yeah, that's they should the- do that. And then, like... A tenth of them should have replica belts. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's like an Undertaker cosplayer there. There you go. And there Roman go. Reigns cosplayer. He just stands there and does this the whole time, trying to raise the light. <laughs> so anyways, Orton said he wanted to be, insinuate that he was going to be on the, on the peep show. Instead, he just shows up on the Tron. Yeah, right. Yeah. And begs them to shut up. Says he's going to puke if they keep on talking. Uh, Orton says, uh, Edge, you said that the best you're going to do at a, a greatest match ever is try. I think that's pathetic. He asks what he's going to do when he's lived to expectations. He's going to go out there, embarrass Edge, take all his passion, and grit. So Edge is just a broken man when he goes back home to his family because of backlash. The redemption of Edge is over. And Edge just fumes and goes, No, it's not. Slams the mic down. <laughs> Listen to that comeback. Out. No, it's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ugh, it's not. After that, we had an MVP interview where he's asked about Lashley putting Drew in the full Nelson. And he was like, well, Charlie, if you want details on and like full schematics of the full Nelson, you've got to turn into the VIP lounge. So That's what's called the tease. Yeah, he's hyping business. up his own show. That's the tease. He's like, hit like and sub. Uh, and uh, he hears uh, like a crash off frame. It's our truth and he says, uh, if anybody asks, you haven't seen him, MVP calls him a clown, and then from behind, Lashley puts him in a full Nelson. Uh, yeah. So evidently that's going to be uh, Shayna putting him in a full Nelson at some point. Or the, wow. the clutch. The clutch. That'd, be, that'd be bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, next we got the the Viking Raiders and Street Profits decathlon. This I, is charming. I thought this was great. I, at this that, point. Those- and dude, even, even I actually marked out when during the Drew Bobby stuff, when the War Raiders came down to help Drew even the odds, the Street Profits had their back, and the Street Profits were cheering on the War Raiders in their match against Lashley and MVP. Man. They're all friends. They're all friends. I do not want to see these guys fight. Uh, I'll be honest, though. I was kind of ho- half hoping the Street Profits would attack uh, the Viking Raiders and align themselves with Lashley and MVP. No way, man. No way. No way. These guys are pure of heart. They have forged a kinship with their Viking friends. I know it seems that way, which would be all the more heartbreaking if they turned on them. I don't want my heart broken right now. I want good, friendly, if anything, just friendly competition. Uh, You know, do some movie trivia next. I want to keep this going. I want to keep this uh, going. uh, Jackbox games. You know what I thought would have been really, really cool? Uno, what? Is, like, what if they just subvert this whole thing and instead of this leading to a match between them, they just end up being really good friends, right? Yeah. And maybe yeah. down the line they can have a match at a friendly competition, but not immediately. They're forced, they're forced into a match. Yeah, yeah, even better. That's even better. Tonight against MVP and Bobby Lashley, I was thinking how cool would it be if the War Raiders did one of the Street Profits' moves yeah. as a shout-out, as a homage Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And pot just because their friends were out there and popped the street profits. That'd That's the fun. kind of shit that I want to see. It's like, whoa, wait a second. I know these guys hate each other. I thought these guys were like supposed to be on like opposite ends. They're trying to fight for these tag titles. No, they're friends, man. No, they're friends and they're giving shout outs during matches. Yeah, that'd be great. Like they start doing the thing like when they would come down to the to the ring and Nash would be on Nitro and he'd like throw up the two sweet and say, Hey HBK. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to see. Except they'd be on the same show. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, this was fun. Uh, none of the segments overstayed their welcome. It was all pretty pretty quick. So the first event was, uh, I didn't catch the distance. 
some sort of running event. Street Profits win that. Next, archery. So uh, teams will pick the event. Yeah, so right. It's not your standard decathlon by a stretch of no, imagination. So no, no. Viking Raiders pick archery. Uh, they win that. Uh, Doc can shoot some guy in the foot with, a, with, with an arrow. Uh, next is Flip Cup. As chosen by Street Profits, they win that. Hanson's upset about the loss. Breaks the table. Next, War Raiders pick sword fighting. They win that because uh, Montez is squaring off against Ray Rowe. Uh, he's like, mm, no, not no, doing it. I forfeit. I forfeit. Next, hurdles. Uh, Profits win that. Um, Hanson uh, just runs through the hurdles. <laughs> he thinks he wins. <laughs> nope. Um, next, stick fighting, which is more like a tug of war thing. Uh, War Raiders pick that because <laughs> yeah. they're tugging, they're doing a tug of war, uh, and then between them is like a, a kiddie pool filled with goat, goat milk. milk. So War, War Raiders win that. Dawkins gets dumped in the goat milk. Next, Profit pick dance off. Montez Ford dancing to Shawn Michaels theme was amazing. That was so great. That was so unexpected and so great. And so then good. you have Hanson dancing to Fandango's theme. Oh, I thought that was terrific. And he brings in one of the judges. And, of course, they do the gimmick where she's like, you're cute, you not so much. It it cracks me up every single time. It does. So uh, Raiders win that, even though uh, the woman judge awarded the point to uh, the War Raiders. Next, shot put. Um, Dawkins out throws Hanson. Street Profits win that one. Next, turkey turkey leg eating contest. Raiders win that one. Easily. Final event. Uh, with the Street Profits up 5-4, the pole vault. Um, Hansen uh, <laughs> wins that, tied, tied, tied to 5-5, five, five, and then they argue about who's the better team. Yeah. That was, that's such good stuff, man. I'm sorry. Are they going to introduce, like, eight-man tag belts, and they're going to be the, oh, the, the first please, team? Oh, please. Please. Would, they would dominate. I would love it. I would love it. That'd be great. I'm all in on this, man. And it's so funny because the first of the basketball one was so bad. I know. And it has just developed. It's like, oh, wait a second. This is actually pretty good. And at this point, it's like, no, I just want this every week now. Yeah. So somebody here says, uh, who's this glamorous jar, says the Street Profits is the first team to hold the Raw Tag Team titles for over 100 days in five years. Really? Wow. That's interesting. That is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, next, Paulo Cruz comes to the ring. He says he's excited to defend the U.S. title of Backlash against the winner of the triple threat that's happening Next on Raw, mm-hmm. as soon as he finishes that sentence, Andrade, his music hits, he and Angel Garza enter, um, come down the ramp. Kevin Owens attacks them on the ramp and just throws them around a bunch in the ringside area before the match begins for reals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, After that, we had a... What? uh, Yeah, after that, we had Angel Garza... Versus Andrade versus Kevin Owens. Hey, let me ask you something. What? This was a managerial mistake on Zelina Vegas part, right? You don't put two guys that are in your stable in a match where one of them can win the match, is expected to win the match. Yeah. Like, uh, without a plan in advance. Yeah. 
Like if she yeah. said, hey, y'all need to do some rock, paper, scissors in advance of this to determine who mm-hmm. gets the pin, then it's easy. Two guys take out Kevin Owens, and then you do the finger poke of doom. Or two guys take out Kevin Owens, lay him down, and then the one guy who's going to win wins. Yeah. Uh, so this Instead, was a bad mistake. It was a mistake. So, yeah, they're teaming up early, trying to uh, isolate Owens, and, and are relatively effective until they hit a double suplex. Uh, Garza is kind of celebrating, and then uh, Andrade takes the opportunity to go for the pin. Garza pulls him off the pin. They start arguing. They tumble out to ringside, start brawling. Uh, Vega, Zelina Vega, tries to intervene, and then Garza kind of accidentally shoves her to the floor. Um, so they, they start squaring off in the ring. They basically have a hockey fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrade sends Angel out of the ring. Uh, KO Owens takes him out with a tope. He tries for a stunner on Garza. Garza drop kicks Owens in the knee, um, locks in a knee lock. Owens gets to the rope. They're really telling the story over several weeks that Owens has a bad leg. Uh, Garza goes for a wing clipper. Owens escapes that. Um, hits uh, drop kicks. Um, Andrade uh, kicks KO off Garza, and Andrade covers Garza for the win. Mm, yeah. Hits a drop kick. What the heck is that? I don't remember that. Whatever. Sometimes Wait, I take notes, and I'm, I don't know what that means. Owens escapes, wing clipper, hits a drop. I think he hit a stunner. Yeah, he hit a stunner. Stunner, yeah. I don't know yeah, where I drove hit drop a stunner. Kick. That makes more sense. <laughs> I remember that part. Drop kick. Who is he, Jack Gallagher? No one's winning a match with a drop kick. <laughs> Did anybody back in the olden days use the drop kick oh, as a sure. finisher? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Charlotte interview. Yeah, probably, man, probably like one of those old, God, I love watching those old territory, those old, you know, the Smoky Mountain, mid Man, I imagine the 50s, a drop kick was a devastating move. Oh, kill people. Just kill people with it. Uh, after that, we had a Charlotte interview. She says, of course, she didn't lose a takeover. And uh, she says, you know, you're always busy when you're the queen. And you have, she has to respect the rule. You have to beat the woman to be the woman. Oscar tried yeah. to uh, steal her she moment. Says, and, of course, oh, she said, yeah, yeah. Oscar interrupts. And uh, Charlotte asks, she's like, do you ever take anything seriously? Because Oscar's kind of goofing. And then, bang, Oscar slaps the shit out of Charlotte's face. Well, she goes, yeah, I do. Slap. Yeah. Oh, that was, was good. It was great. That was good stuff. Next, we got Garza and Andrade arguing backstage. Zelina enters frame, walks up to him. Jim Andrade Brunzel. Asks, According to Fear and Loathing, Jim Brunzel yeah. used the drop kick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Andrade asks if she's okay. And she just points. Says, let's go. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, next, we had Kurt Angle providing his expert analysis of this uh, Edge Orton greatest match of all time. Uh, he thinks Edge is going to win because <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer like he is. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of these things? They're so cheesy, huh? Yeah, I, they're they're not good. If they're going to do something like this, bring out the Telestrator. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to go cheesy like this, just bring out the Telestrator already. Yeah, man. I still don't know about this match. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be fire. Maybe Here's it'll be thing. great. It'll be good. Great. I don't know. It'll be really good, I think. They'll probably tell a fun story. But to, to try to try to build it up as the greatest match of all time hmm. seems like a mistake. Um, after that, we had... Because no one believes that it's gonna really going to be the greatest match of all time. No, and on top of that, uh, New Japan is starting up like days after this. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Uh, yeah, so after that, we have the Viking Raiders backstage. Drew shows up. Uh, they ask him if he's going to become a Viking. And uh, Drew is like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, he's like, I'm having a get-together after the show. Uh, he hopes that they beat MVP and Lashley. He's got some meat at his place. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was another bit about... Oh, yeah, it was turkey legs. Yeah, it was turkey legs. They are talking about turkey, turkey legs. Turkey legs, yeah. yeah. Uh, after and that, then, we had uh, the yeah, VIP the lounge with Bobby yeah. Lashley. But uh, So MVP starts to introduce Bob Lashley, but instead Drew comes to the ring. Uh, he tells MVP, hey, I was concerned that we weren't cool anymore, but after the introduction you just gave me, I could see that we're still friends. And MVP's like, no, we're not friends. Why are you here, Drew? And Drew says, uh, you know, I've been hearing, I want to spray rumors that Lana and Lashley have been having some problems backstage. But, uh, you know, I know you, you're putting over a finish. You can just keep putting over the Claymore because it's great and all. You know everything about it. You've taken your, your fair share of them. Mm-hmm. MVP says, no, I was talking about the full Nelson, the move that Lashley is going to use to beat you at Backlash. And then Drew asks MVP if he's Lashley's Yoda, if he's there to teach him all the secrets of all the zero world titles that he's won. <laughs> so anyways, I'm tired of all the talk. Less talk. Claymore. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna claymore you MVP. So you got two choices: you stand here, take it like a man, or you run out. So I'm gonna start the countdown: yeah. three, two, and at one, uh, Drew senses Lashley trying to sneak his up. Spider, him. His spider senses are tingling. Yeah, it was tingling. So he turned around and kind of laughs. He, he uh, tells Lashley, uh, "You only take the title from me on my cold dead hands." The background, you see MVP gently put the mic down, mm-hmm. ready to sneak up on him. Drew senses that too. Bang! Spider headbutt. Sense. Yeah. Headbutts MVP, uh, and then the War Raiders and Street Profits run down to ringside. I like the entire time whenever Drew has to like attack or sense something, he makes sure to grab his title. <laughs> he kept on, he was like, Where is somebody's gonna steal or something? Anyways, yeah, so Raiders and Profits uh, come to ringside. Great seeing them together as friends, best They're friends, friends best friends, best yeah. friends. So we get Viking Raiders versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Uh, and uh, this, is a, this is again, you know, a really fun match. I thought it was mm-hmm. having Drew at ringside and the Street Profits at ringside it was a lot of fun. Um, yep. But uh, in the end, uh, well, let's talk about this Lana interview. So oh she's yeah, walking yeah. backstage. Um, and so she's asked about Lashley's asking her to stay backstage for his matches, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm respecting his wishes, but." You know, during this time backstage, I'm realizing I've been neglecting my own career. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to focus on now. 2020 is going to be the year of Lana. It's a bad year to choose. It's just, it's this year sort of just a write it off year. Kind of is. Yeah, you know. It is. Um, yeah, and she's doing pretty good as a TikTok star. She does a lot of the really? TikTok dancing. It's just always in her bikini, too. Anyways, it's that's true. That's a shoot. Um, so, uh, shortly thereafter, Lashley is tossed out of the ring into Drew McIntyre and Drew just kind of pushes him by and Lashley delivered one of the most devastating spears I've ever seen to Hanson. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. He annihilated him. Yeah. Just it looked great. Him. And then he immediately gets up and he stares at Drew. It was cool. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was really, really good. good. Um, so then Lashley gets on the apron, tags himself in, um, uh, Ray Rowe doesn't see it. He hits MVP with a knee. As soon as he's done with that, Lashley locks into full Nelson. Ray Rowe has to tap. Uh, Hanson gets in the ring. Uh, he clocks MVP, and then Lashley puts him in the full Nelson. And the Street Profits run in and try to break that up, and they can't do it. And then Drew runs in from screen left. Bang. Mm-hmm. Talk less, Claymore. Mm-hmm. And that sends Bobby out of the ring, but he doesn't. He, he just rolls out of the ring and just stumbles back. Yeah. He doesn't take a bump from it. It was yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. MVP looked like he might have got clocked in this match too. There yeah. was like there was like one sequence where he was like looked like he was having a hard time sort of catching him catching his bearings. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that as well. After that, we had our main event: Oscar versus Charlotte. Sasha and Bailey joined on commentary for a little bit, anyways. Iconics were in the crowd watching mm-hmm. um, until uh, like you know partway during the match, uh, they start mixing it up. And uh, John Cone trying to get some uh, trying to get some control tosses him out during the commercials. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I guess so. They were yeah. all brawling ringside because then they weren't then they weren't around after the commercial break. Yeah, I know, I know. But then, the, but before that, the Iconics hit their finish on Bailey on the announce table. So I mean, yeah, a that's right. Where yeah, Sasha and Bailey were kind of beat up and this left, and the Iconics were like, "Well, no oh, that could for be. us to be here anymore." So they yeah. left too. Could be like, well, there's nothing more you could do. Just get out of here. Yeah, pretty much. So after that, Charlotte boots Oscar off the apron, hits a moonsault off the barricade, puts Oscar back in the ring, uh, and then you know slams her leg into the ring post a couple times. Uh, Oscar uh, on the last one of those reverses it, pulls Charlotte into ring post. She goes for hip attack, misses. Charlotte hits her with a huge boot, gets two. Uh, the finish though, as we kind of uh, talked about earlier, um, uh, so Oscar hits Charlotte with a head hits Charlotte with a head kick. Naya runs down. Gets on the apron. Asuka hip, hip attacks her off the apron. She turns around. Not as she doesn't do that. She hits the hip attack. And so she's kind of uh, she's kind of like on the ropes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And pounding off. Bang. Right into a boot. Oh, yeah. Charlotte gets the win. Yeah. And then afterwards, while she's celebrating, Naya hits the ring. Hits a Samoan drop on Asuka. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, you know, this was this is really one of those Raws that I think the crowd would have been super into this Raw. I really do. There was a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that just seemed like, I don't know, it was just suited for a crowd. That sounds weird, but like, you know, there's just a lot of really good frenzied action. Um, yeah, there were some good matches. I think the, and crowd the interview, I assume, was good, but I fell asleep. Anyways. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's answer some questions. All right. Gareth Nicholas, I never would have guessed when Edge and MVP made the returns at Royal Rumble that it would be MVP, not Edge, with the killer return run. Edge has been really good on the mic, but MVP has just been I, – n- I never would have expected this. Me neither. MVP has been one of the unexpected heroes of the uh, of the empty arena era for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I agree 100%. I think he's – I look forward to seeing him every week. Same. Same. Um, Where are you on Rand, the Twitch? Are you on the Twitch? Yeah, I'm on the Twitch. Rand yeah. Wildman. What happened to the brand swap deal they made a big deal about a week ago? Yeah, there was no brand-for-brand uh, brand invitational. There hasn't been in a while. Hey, don't jinx it. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, did you hear Dawkins today talking about the juice? When no. uh, uh Hansen, I think, was going to do the pole vault, he started running, and you hear Dawkins back there saying, you don't have the juice. You don't have the juice. I was like, Dawkins, I got the juice. All right. So this, it's all about the juice, man. Everybody knows. You got to get on the juice train. All right. Uh, the rain trigger. If they're going to include bigger named NXT stars, they should have sipped. So, okay, wait a second. Was Keith, I, somebody in chat said Dijak was in the crowd. Was oh, Keith yeah. Lee and Io Shirai there too? Didn't notice. Maybe somebody in chat will know. I really wasn't paying. I saw wow. Shotzi uh, doing a little dance mm-hmm. to Asuka's music. That was cool. I didn't notice. I didn't really notice anybody else, though. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ, if it's Charlotte versus Asuka Mania, what happens with Shayna Baszler? It's a 24-7 title. 24-7 title picture now. 
I don't know, man. Jose Cruz. <clears throat> uh, I don't understand how Andrade being so talented isn't a main event guy. It's just a really stacked roster, to be honest with you. I mean, he's there. Why isn't Kevin Owens a main, a main event guy? You know, he's right there yeah. with him. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just think that – I do think that his feud, like, coming out of Mania with Drew was way too short-lived and, and not developed. One-sided. It one, <laughs> thank you. There you go. One-sided. One-sided. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, this is awesome chance. Don't really work when the audience is manufactured. I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that. You know, when you hear stuff about, you know, Kevin Dunn coming over loudspeaker, excuse me, guys, can you blah, 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 you know? Yeah, no. Eh. And then apparently like they were catching flack. I think this was Fightful Select that had this. They were catching flack because they weren't as enthusiastic. I think they had to sit through, like, main event and something else beforehand. You did a ten hour a ten hour shot shoot is not gonna cut it, man. You're not gonna have an enthusiastic crowd. Give me a break. That's I know. stupid to think otherwise. I know. People get tired. Um Jay Donks Gaming, on that note, watching WWE with their audience is painful. AEW just figured out the audience deal so much better. I do see organic I'm, and motivated. Yeah, AEW. I don't know. I'm fine I'm I'm fine with it because here's the thing. I'm fine with the WWE way of doing it because it's 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 set dressing. Like when you get down to the details and they start chanting "This is awesome," or you know, booing Charlotte or whatever. Yeah, is that kind of cheesy? Sure, but I don't know. It's it's set dressing. The bottom line is AEW doesn't have a real crowd, and and WWE doesn't have a real crowd. It sucks without a oh, crowd. Yeah, it sucks yeah. without a crowd. Although um, AEW just has a bunch of people that are kind of up in the stands that we don't know who they are that aren't wrestlers. So they kind of do have a crowd. <laughs> they do. Have, okay, so they have a crowd. They have. I mean, that's technically a crowd of people there. Yeah, I don't but know who those people are. They're not wrestlers. It's not, you know, it's not the same. I'm looking for, man, no, I'm, I will stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning and watch these New Japan shows. Yeah. Maybe. Because, or I'll definitely watch them next morning. I'm looking forward to seeing people in a crowd again. I really am. Yeah. Well, you got to wait till <laughs> July to get that. That's fine. All right. Rand Wildman, they Christian. have my permission for that. All right, uh, Christian, not the best at pep talks. Lol. Yeah, this pep talk wasn't doing it for me. It's the peep show, not the pep show, man. Uh, so. Glorious broken sound wave. Do you think Pete Dunn should be moved up to Maine? Yeah, in 2018, should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, should have. Fear and loathing. I was waiting for Orton to burn down Edge's old house. Yeah. They so think that's a mom. face move, so uh, Randy Orton must be a face. If that <laughs> exactly. That's what good guys do. Uh, let's see here. Dan Barber. On the Raw roster, who has an underrated finisher like Buddy Murphy's Murphy's Law, which is really cool looking. It is a really cool move. An underrated finisher? Wait, on what, what brand? Sorry? He says on Raw. Oh. Well, so it's Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Everybody else is kind of like, I'm not huge on Angel Garza's finisher. Uh, I'm not really huge on Ke- on the stunner for Kevin Owens. I think if anybody has it, it's him, and that's fine. I just really liked his pop-up powerbomb back in the day when he used to use that. I mean, really, they need to let him do the package pile driver. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Fear and Loathing says, plot twist, Drew joins the Viking Raiders and upsets the Street Profits. Um, no, I don't want anybody to be upset. I want everybody to be friends. Andrew Jocelyn does MVP need to text huge to 369369? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like he, he got knocked cold, man. 
He's in there. He's like 50 years old. Give the guy a break. But does he, should he text huge to 369, 369? Oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, there's MVP. More uh, like the big hunk. Yeah. And the guy, the guy says, yeah. <laughs> what, what a cuck. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question for you, Steve, from Omega Advent. Power rank five people you'd want to be present for Larson's two suite. Oh, wow. Who would I want to be present for Larson's two suite? Just me. That's all That's all I care about. Very self-centered person. I mean, who else would I want? I mean, look, if I could say, could Kevin Nash be there? Yeah, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Uh... Maybe not Scott Hall. Scott, I mean, that his last Twitter exchange, Scott Hall seemed to be having some personal issues, so I'm going to say he needs to keep on working on himself. Um, Diamond Dallas Page, I want him to be there. I don't remember cool. him ever giving out a too sweet, but I just want his presence. Yeah, he seems like he, he would bring some positive energy. Uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, Uh, was that dude Jay White? Jay White's good. Sure. No, so I'd want Cody and Adam Cole to recreate that gift from Ring of Honor. Oh, that's so good. And they could do that with you and me, and we'd all do. Oh. That'd be fun. That'd be good. That'd be fun. And then we could all text huge to three six nine three six. There we go. It's a man building formula. <laughs> now they call it man boosting. Man boosting. Yeah. I keep on like like saying man boosting. It boosts your man. Don't know, man. Um, MC Seminole Runner. Why does it feel like we keep getting editing botches or botches in general like the main event finish in a taped era where they could possibly do retakes or fixes? Your guess they only have so many hours, so many minutes. I wonder if Oscar was a bit concussed. Oh, I don't she know. She was taking some nasty bumps. Yeah, she always does, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bradley... Go ahead, Coach. Bradley, the Raging Cajun Cook. The vignettes with the Viking Raiders and Street Profits have been interesting. Would feuds be better if the damn if the dynamic wasn't heel versus face? Yeah, uh, some would. Yeah, because this is good stuff. This is really mm-hmm. good stuff. I like this. Omega Advent. I lost faith in this WWE crowd when they sounded like robots when chanting "Fall and Pray" <laughs> last night. <laughs> I know, right? Oh man, God, they just always overthink things. They just overdo it. Stop trying to just be too much. Just do something new. Be new. Be new. Uh, Ryan K. Lamb, which wrestler will gain the most momentum once actual fans are allowed in arenas? Oh, what a great question. It's a good question. And who whose momentum will start fading immediately? If they don't start doing something with Apollo Crews, he's going to end up exactly where he was before. I, 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 I It pains him. me to say this, but I would not be surprised if Andrade won at Backlash. I think I would be. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I would. I would not be shocked. But I'd be yeah. surprised. Um, why did they have Apollo out on commentary tonight? I know. Let's hear the dude. I know. I know. Let's hear what he has to say. I know. Let's get some swagger, some some cockiness. Yeah. Exactly. Said he gets one little bit, which I felt, which I was asleep for. Uh, diehard homer of all the wrestlers known for two sweeting. Who do you want to two sweep the most? It's either Kevin Nash or Finn Balor. Oh, for me, it's Nash easily. 
he's a loser. You wouldn't put uh, Kenny Omega up there? I like Kenny. Kenny's cool, but nothing mm-hmm. beats Nash. I mean, come on. Really, you'd want to go with X-Pac because he brought it to the click. But it'd be Nash. Are you kidding me? He two-sweeted, like, Hogan. And I know it's, like, not really something that, you know, you should be. But, I mean, come on, it's Hogan. <laughs> I had his shirt back in the WCW days. I didn't know he was a racist. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, dog authority figure. After the eventual Bailey Sasha feud, would you want to see Bailey as a face again or keep her heel? Man, at some point keep that crowd's going to go ape shit when they go back to the wacky wavy guys. Dun, dun, da, 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 that crowd da, is going to go da, ape da, da, shit. Yeah. Um, I stream 2K. It's it's uh, June 9th, so 6-9 on the East Coast. Power rank these wrestlers. Val Venus, the Godfather, Mark Henry. Son Mark of Henry, a number one. Bitch, you know what tomorrow is? Is my anniversary. I totally forgot. Well, you didn't forget. You just remembered. My anniversary is on 6-9. Nice. <laughs> What's the question? Uh, power rank, Val Venus, the Godfather, Mark Henry. Mark Henry, number one. Okay, but even with the sexual chocolate gimmick? Yeah, okay, man, Mark so Henry. Who, who's Henry. better? Yeah, this is a tough one because you got a sex trafficker, but Charles Wright seems like a really cool guy. Or you've got a pornographer, which really isn't problematic, but Sean Morley seems like kind of a creep. So what are we ranking here? It just says these were the these men the behind the characters or the characters themselves. Well, I'm considering the it's it's, it's uh, he, uh, ice cream 2K is saying sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. It seems to be that it's the characters. If it's the characters, then it's sexual chocolate, then Val Venus, yeah. then the Godfather. If it's well, the men, most of the criteria, Mark Henry's number one. Yeah, sure, of course. But then yeah, you know we got to yeah. talk about two and three. I think that if it's the guys behind the characters, it's Mark Henry, then Godfather, then Val Venus. Okay. Right? Am I right about that? Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Joe Juarez, did Steve purposely get married on June 9th? When you picked your wedding date, do you realize, did you realize you were getting married on 6-9? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we was like, you know, do you want to do it on 6-2? Uh, no. 6-16? Uh, 6-9? Nice. nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sky Otonic, when a taker retires, who does he pass the uh, tombstone pile driver to? Is it if it's the fiend? Why? It won't be the fiend. Won't be the, fiend. the tombstone pile driver. Didn't he pass it to Mongo already? Mongo was doing it back in WCW. <laughs> he was. He legitimately was. Yeah. I wonder if he ever, ever if Mongo was ever like, you know, hey, we're, I'm gonna have a, a, a match with you, Hogan. Can I give you the tombstone? Listen, brother. I got a bad neck, brother. Oh. Comfort <laughs> my neck. You got me, brother. You get you all, you got me, brother. Uh, let's see here. Oh man. Uh Wolfpack for Life will end on this one. Can we just take a moment and remember that Steve bowled a three hundred? Never happened. I'm fine if you guys want Where's to bask in my glory. Where's that's your totally ring? Totally cool. What? Where's your ring? This one? Get a ring. My ring? That's your wedding ring. This is my six nine ring. You get a you get a ring if you bowl a three hundred game. Oh, I told you it's in my safety deposit box. You don't have. 
Where's your certificate? How would you possibly know if I had a safety deposit box or not? Something just tells me that you don't have one. I it's it's in my safety deposit box. Well, now you talk about a safe in your home? Under no, a safety deposit box. Oh, I, I know, know for it's sure not you're... a floor safe under a floorboard. I know for sure you don't have a safety deposit box. How do you know? You don't know all of my business. I don't know your business, but knowing you, I'd be very surprised you had a safe deposit. I box. used to work for a bank. Yeah, I know so? how safety deposit boxes work. I have one. I used to have a safety deposit box. I know how they work too. Okay, then. Why is it so inconceivable that I have a safety deposit box? No, I have I one. Do. I don't think you do. The key's around here somewhere. I don't think you do. Yeah, there it is. All right. So, anyways, thanks everybody for watching. So, go to your safe deposit box and produce this the three hundred ring. I want to see it. Why? What? Why are you telling me what to do right now? Because I want to see it. Because you have a reputation for uh, uh, fibbing, uh, bending the truth. You really need to be careful with that, given that your too sweet shoot interview is mere weeks away, my friend. I don't know if I actually <laughs> ever. I don't know if I actually ever denied really anything. Oh wow! <laughs> All right. All right, well, we gotta go, everybody. This is just this is too much right now. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>